the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me. War. What is it good for? Absolutely everything. Stock market rally. It's fantastic. All of Wall Street back on track. Spending bills in the dark of night. Phenomenal. You don't hear a word about it. Pfizer releases a thousand uh, adverse events. Those used to be called side effects, but it sounds better when you call it adverse events. They release that. Nobody says a word. After all, NBC, CBS, ABC, and all the rest of it, CNN. It's day 14. It's day 14. Ukrainians displaced face cold, hunger, uncertainty, mindless violence. Sounds like Chicago around dusk every fracking day. But yet here, pay attention over here. And in the meantime, what we're going to do is we're going to smuggle in some more payoffs to our contributors. Hey, everyone. This is Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. I want to tell you how corrupt Congress is. Now, you would not believe what happened last night. As a matter of fact, I'm still shocked about it. And the rest of the Republicans, we're all shocked about it. So you've been hearing probably about the omnibus bill that has been going through the Appropriations Committee. Now, you did, did you hear about it or was it just this show? This is a $1.5 trillion omnibus bill that none of us got to see anything in the bill, in the bill text. We had no idea what was in it. Until this morning, when we found out that the Rules Committee, which is a Democrat-controlled committee, and they, they put out their, um, basically their alert on their website. They did not email any of us. They put it on their website after midnight, midnight, as, as in early this morning, they put it on their website that the Rules Committee would be meeting at 1.30 a.m., 1.30 a.m., and that is where they, the Rules Committee meets to debate the bill. Now, normally, in how Congress should work, but it doesn't work this way since Pelosi has been Speaker, is an appropriations bill is something that every member of Congress can go. They, we can put amendments in. We can debate on the bill. And then once it goes to Rules Committee, that is where we can go and argue back and, and try to put amendments and try to make changes. So they met in the middle of the night, in the dark of night, the Democrat-run Rules Committee met at 1.30 in the morning, and by 2.30 a.m., 2.30 a.m., early this morning, they had passed the $1.5 trillion omnibus bill. And Two hours. Two hours. $1.5 trillion. And what's in it? You don't need to know. I just want to be sure. You are aware there's a war going on in Ukraine. It's terrible. 475 people killed in Ukraine. It's absolutely outrageous. Everybody pray for Ukraine. How many people are dead in Chicago? 
Pray for them too. Let's pray for everybody. In the meantime, let's pass 1,000-page omnibus bills at 1.30 in the fracking morning in what is supposed to be a representative republic. This is great. You low-life rat bastard Democrats, you have no soul. Okay, I'm delighted to be joined. And now, thank you for listening. Thank you very much. The Democratic Leadership Etymology Course. Okay, well, I'm proud to be joined by Senators Durbin, Murray, and Stabenow. Uh And that's who orchestrated it. That's who orchestrated this crime that's called an omnibus bill. And sure, they used Ukraine. After all, we're going to cut them in for a piece of the pie. We got $12 billion for you. Boy, $12 billion. Even though a tremendous amount of money. At one time when this country had an understanding of debt and economics, that would have caused a, a, a controversy and a conversation. Nowadays, it's just a rounding error. And you jam through a $1.5 trillion omnibus on top of all the other things you've done. All the other spending. Because what you're trying to hide, and you found a really good excuse in the Ukraine conflict, is that this country, thanks to imbecile political whores on both sides, but specifically the Marxist mafia, this country is bankrupt. And it cannot run without this kind of shenanigans in the dark of night. But don't worry. Nancy Pelosi drank herself sober. And in fact, she wanted to tell you what a great job they're doing. And with this president, this Joe Biden, this president with justice, environmental justice, economic justice, so much has been accomplished. So all of you people that are complaining about your gas prices, about your energy costs, about the quality of your life, this is justice, baby. It's economic. It's racial. It's green energy. This is what justice looks like. It looks just like this. Look, this executive order I'm signing today also makes it official that climate change will be the center of our national security and foreign policy. So that's what's happening here. So if you think that this is about anything other than cramming this agenda agenda up your Durban, you're sadly mistaken. Look, uh, number one, I think the way we deal with um, state lands is uh, we, we have less we have less uh, Latitude. What we this is when the dementia was kicking in. This is when he had some uh, 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 he had some competition. He wasn't yet the nominee, and this is when he could at least kind of speak in sentences. Say we can and cannot do. I've argued against uh, any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands that we can and, uh, and, and 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 to stop that. I think we should in fact be looking at what exists now and making a judgment whether or not. The those, in fact, that are there, those Brilliant. wells that are there, whether or not they're dangerous or whether or not they've already done the damage and what we can do from there by trying to change the attitude of the members of the. Brilliant. It's no wonder he's the president. Absolute brilliance from day one. There's, it's, it's, it, it's really no wonder. And in the meantime, since this moron has usurped the most powerful office, is there a theocrat? Is there a dictator around the world that has not benefited from the Biden administration that right now, as we speak, as our your quality of life as an American is sinking into the quicksand of Democrat failure, as it does whether you live in their cities or their counties or whatever it is. Is there a question in your mind that this is anything 
but absolutely intentional and right on track. And now, this is the justice Nancy Pelosi wanted. This is the justice the eco-Nazis promised. This is the justice you get when you put a Democrat in office. And aside from that, you always get a little bit of excuses, which I love. Go ahead. Thank you. Why did you guys decide to rebrand the rise in gas prices as the hashtag Putin price hike? I mean, and rebrand is the exact phrase that you should always throw in the face if you're ever, unfortunately, in some soup kitchen line or some dollar store where you bump into one of these welfare roach Democrats and they try to pretend that they're a success. If you want to use that on Fox, I welcome that. But oh, I think it'll get a lot of airtime because we have heard the president warn for months the gas prices were rising because of the supply chain and because of post-pandemic demand. If you guys knew for months that this was going to be the hashtag Putin price hike, why are we just hearing that now? Well, Peter, if we go back to six months ago, I don't think anybody was predicting we would be exactly where we are as it relates to Russia and Ukraine. As you know, that events in the world, including the invasion by Russia of a foreign country, does... Did she uh, say nobody could predict it? Didn't she say that, Squirrel Hands? I know I heard that. And then I remembered. I remembered during the campaign the warnings that if people were dumb enough, corrupt enough, and just plain ignorant enough to put in this 50-year political whore, what would happen? have more oil than anybody, okay? And it's uh, an incredible thing that have, it's happened over the last few years, a lot of great things, and you're paying, what, $2 a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. Remember that? You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? Prices at some- Who could predict? Who could have ever predicted it? Everybody with an IQ over 60 that is, isn't in on the Marxist mafia scam. I hope all you fat-ass guidos who get your contracting, your little phony jobs, and your little propaganda, and your little contracts where you all think you're successes, I hope you're all real happy. Really, I hope you're happy. This is what you did to my country, you rat bastard Democrats. Prompt uh, instability and volatility in the global oil markets. And there are all sorts of different issues that can impact that. That's what we're... And then on another channel, their economic advisor, Deese, who is a child, who's never done a thing, and I wouldn't allow him to park my car, this moron. He's telling you what's really going down. I think... It's the, the, the path and the trajectory is clear. There is no amount of domestic production that we can do when we're dealing with a volatile global commodity where the price is set globally. There's no amount of domestic production we can do to reduce or eliminate our vulnerability as a country to that volatility. The only you, you, hey, moron. Hey, moron. Just 18, 19 months ago, we were paying $2 a gallon, you stupid son of a dog. And the minute... This diaper-wearing dimwit got in, off to the races. I'd say parabolic, but we'd lose some Democrats that have obviously listened to the show after I'm done. I don't let them listen while, you, while we're live. Believe me, I give you a Democrat-free experience. The only way to do that is to reduce the energy intensity of the economy overall. Reduce the energy intensity of the country overall. How do you reduce the energy intensity? Oh, I know. Let's have a new variant. And we could lock these stupid bastards up again. Oh, it's right around the corner. Because sooner or later, they're going to have to admit that aside from the thousand adverse events, which are formerly known as side effects of the experiment vaccine, it doesn't work. 
And every day after three companies come up with it and all your little dirty masks walking around on your faces to let everyone know you're a slave, more people are sick, more people are dying, and nobody wants to know who created it. I think I figured it out. It's the same people that benefit from it. The Democrats. That's who created it. 312. And the Chinese are included with Democrats. They're communist scumbag lying frauds too. 642. 5600. I'll be back. AM 560. The answer. You know the best part? Hidden in $1.5 trillion. Guaranteed subsidies. They're going to bribe people to get their wind and their solar and all their BS. And they don't care that Jennifer Granholm, who is the energy secretary, is an inside trading rat bastard, part of the Marxist mafia. She's got some advice, too. We know you know. We have got to still reckon, reckon with the impact of climate change. That clean energy transition is not just coming. It is here. <laughs> and my companies are going to make a fortune. And then I got the government to backdoor profit. It's a win-win. And pretty soon, you'll, you can afford to be as drunk as Nancy Pelosi. In fact, when I spoke to President Zelensky, I said, Billie Jean King send you her regards and wants to know how she can help in an event. Yeah, she can show me how to hit a backhand, you drunk moron. Oh, my word. Uh, Chris in Milwaukee's got the right idea. Hi, Chris. You know you know what, Sean? Love what you do. Keep up the good work. And I'm, I'm kind of laughing too hard right now to even tell you, but I, I've got the solution. Yeah. If, if everybody in the country, coast to coast, did not drive for two weeks, we could flatten this curve. That's exactly that's exactly right, Chris. I love it. We had a lady call up and said, you can't, you can't go two minutes without calling my people a mafia. I'm not calling your people a mafia, you mafia princess. I'm proving beyond the shadow of a doubt you're not a political party. You're an organized crime family, you rat bastards. $1.5 trillion in two hours? You don't release anything that's in the bill. Just pass it. Pass it. And you step and fetch Democrats. Just keep nodding your head. By the way, this war in Iraq... I mean, in, in Ukraine, it's going to be the same thing as the war in Iraq. It'll be the same thing. But I couldn't help but remember something. I'm going to prove it to you. And I'm going to let my favorite Democrat do it. But I'm going to go to the phone lines for now. Let's do it. It's called a radio tease, squirrel hands. You see what that is? Tony Inglewood. Do, do you know why they voted at 1.30 in the morning? Because that's when rats come out to gnaw on bodies and flesh. They're rats. Grifters and thieves come out. All the morons come out. And that's what she is when I see her. I would just like, you know what? I'd like to take a, a Louisville slugger right across her chest. Yeah, we right want to promote violence. What we, what we suggest you do is when the census guy comes in, you say like we're to. no longer Democrats because they're banking on guys like you. They're banking on guys. Believe me. They're banking on people. They've lined you up. And all they got to do now is figure out how expensive does it have to get before you turn to your abuser yep. for help. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. Bart Bridgeport. Hey, baby, you're on fire like always. Oh. It's, it's rocking today. You know what? I have a know, red I'm thong, a mus- Go ahead. <laughs> I'm a musician, and uh, I um, have my friends are flaming leftists, and I just always tell them, you voted for this. You voted for this. Were you screaming that Kim Fox is the devil? Because if you weren't, then you voted for 40 people shot every weekend in those neighborhoods. Where, did you say when we pulled out of Afghanistan that all of our enemies were watching how feckless we are, you know, licking their chops. 
because you voted for this. And when Taiwan falls, you voted for that. You, this is the only thing that ever could have come of this. No, so absolutely. The only, they, they, were they endorse the corruption because they prefer to be in on it than demand it be ripped down on principle. Because if it was ripped down, they'd have to admit they can't live without stripping money from somebody else to give to them. That's what a Democrat is. And I'm talking about even the ones with the big phony contracts. Because you know something? I'm sick and tired of the way this works. You know how this works in Chicago? Let me tell you how it works. You get three bids for a job. Let's say you're going to have a construction job and Tony Resco's scumbag, greasy weasel son bought the property. And they pass a little rule where before they demo the property, they got to put a fence around it. And they say, we're going to do an equity play. The government's going to hire an equity play. All right, how's it work? So you get a guy who comes in, and he may be an Eastern European guy, and his name is Stash. Stash comes in, he looks at the job, he says, ah, it'll be $10,000. All right, Stash, $10,000, we'll check you. Another guy comes in, and he might be from the neighborhood. He's a guy who fits all the boxes, from Chicago, grew up in Cabrini Green, and his name is Wilson. And Wilson says, you know what? I'm going to do the job for $9,000, because he knows Stash's bid is 10000 and then here comes Peter O'Malley. He's got his wife in the car. They're all dolled up. He says, hey, I'm Peter O'Malley, and I'm the vice president of O'Malley Constructions. Now, O'Malley Constructions, that's a minority contract company because my wife, Mary Jane, she's on the books as the president. And I'm going to charge you $35,000 for the job. 35000 for the job. Yeah. I got 10000 for you. I got 15000 for me. And we're going to hire Wilson to do the job. What do you say? And in Chicago, they say, right away, let's go. And that's why these bills are so much. And that's the scam. And you morons keep accepting it. You keep buying it. You keep creating a Rube Goldberg system that guarantees the Irish mafia, the O'Malley's, the Democrat gangsters keep profiting. And then you keep living in their ghettos. And you're, you're drawn to attention of a war where the people who are killed, and it's a tragedy, Equal 50% of what's killed in the ghetto of Chicago. There you go. That's how you know you're a Democrat. You're a moron. Rocco on the south side. Hey, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Rocco. All right. I got two points uh, in regards to gas prices and, uh, and cars. First of all, there's 86 million cars in this country that run on gasoline. Okay? Uh, and a lot of us are still paying off on our cars. And for the Energy Secretary Buttigieg to come out and, and, and sort of say, you know what, uh, you can save you know, money by, by buying an EV car, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, the point is, uh, you know, is this. If, if they think that the world's going to come to an end in 12 years, you remember that whole thing? They were oh, saying? yeah, we're, don't worry. They said that in, the, in, in 1999, right. too. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, if, if they're so bent on that, you know, then just give us EV cars. I'll gladly drive my damn Oh, don't car. worry, Rocco. You know this. I, we had a bad connection. You know this. There's no such thing as free. There's no such thing as giving. What they do, Rocco, is they tell you they're giving the car. And they put the debt in the future. And then they tax your son so that he can never afford his own car. And they pretend they help you. You know what that's called? Ghetto life. And that's why each generation suffers more, but they promise more. We're always going to get to utopia. If you could just hang on, road's a little bumpy. We'll get there. Or will the O'Malley's still have enough money to bribe the alderman to get the job and then hire the good guy at the lowest price to do it? That's the Chicago way, baby. We'll be back after this. 
560, the answer. So today, we're going to be on AM560 Terrestrial Radio until 6 o'clock. Then we're going to be streaming, and we're going to take all of your calls and all the rest of it. Men in tights chasing balls or men in costumes. Do these ones have tights? What sport is it? I don't even know. Is it? Oh, basketball? Yeah, men in costumes chasing balls, jumping and all the nonsense, all the rest of it. They'll be on from uh, 6 o'clock, but I will be on uh, YouTube, Rumble, and AM560. Uh, the answer, 560theanswer.com. And Facebook. I don't like Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg. I like to slap the taste out of his mouth. Dave in Downers Grove. Yes, John, I want to ask two questions. But first, I want to say, you know, we've been giving Ukraine billions since Obama. We've got, we've got uh, Biden on tape threatening to keep a billion from them. Yeah, but they, they, they've been paying but, off the corruption by putting on Democrats but, on some very specific yeah. industries onto certain boards and whatnot. But go ahead. Okay, but my two questions are, how many billions more are we going to give Ukraine during this uh, ominous bill? And also, where's the billions going? Because I don't see any war reporters, you know, standing next to the guy in a tank or... Or I don't well, there's, see any a, work there's a couple oligarchs any... in Galicia, Ukraine, that you're not hearing about. These are the oligarchs that kind of control the president. Now, they're different from the oligarchs that controlled the president before, and they're a little bit different than the oligarchs that controlled the president of Ukraine right after uh, the fall of the, of the Soviet Union. So you're going to hope that you get the right oligarch. This oligarchs, they, they seem nice, though. These guys are good. I mean, they blended in that the Nazi Azov, brigade to where it's not even mentioned on news anymore and in fact you know they all have the the nazi slogan that they say to each other i want you to listen for something on the news and uh, it's an interesting little story it's called glory to ukraine glory to the heroes that is a nazi slogan that was given um in the 40s by the nazi that they named the street after that used to be moscow boulevard and now it's called uh, stefan uh damn i forgot his last name after i remembered all of that I forgot the last name of Stefan, but you know which other uh, Nazi that really was a stronghold in Ukraine after World War II. So don't worry, it's all fine now, and, and, and these oligarchs are pro-American oligarchs. And they're not done by the CIA, by like a Ray Ups or you know, any of the other ways in which the CIA has gotten us into wars. Thank you, Dave, for the call. And it segues right into what I remembered. I remembered. I heard all of this before. I know I did. I know I did. Of course, at that time, there was a Democrat scumbag in office, but at least he could form a sentence. A little dangerous to the interns walking around. My fellow Americans, today our armed forces... Our mission is clear, to demonstrate the seriousness of NATO's purpose so that the Serbian leaders understand the imperative of reversing course. To deter an even bloodier offensive against innocent civilians in Kosovo. And if necessary, to seriously damage the Serbian military's capacity to harm the people of Kosovo. In short, if President Milosevic will not make peace, we will limit his ability to make war. Oh, sanctions. It's a small place, but it sits on a major fault line between Europe, Asia. Now they've started moving from village to village shelling civilians and torching their houses. Uh-oh. We've seen innocent people taken from their homes, forced to kneel in the dirt and sprayed with bullets. Kosovar men dragged from their families, fathers and sons together, lined up and shot in cold blood. This is not war in the traditional sense. It is an attack by tanks and artillery 
on a largely defenseless people whose leaders already have agreed to peace. ...show the movement of refugees, north, east, and south. Already this movement is threatening the young democracy and... There are risks in this military action. Risks to our pilots and the people on the ground. Serbia is... I remember that. And then NATO came in and they saved the day. 78 days of intense bombing a couple of hospitals and some innocent people. And then what happens is that you get Joe Biden out there and he says he's sorry. For many throughout the region, the scars of the war of the 1990s are still raw. The memories of lost loved ones uh, are still fresh. But I'm hopeful that the steps we're taking to ensure future governments and future generations, I should say, grow up in the region marked by peace, stability, and greater prosperity. And I'd like to add my condolences to the families of those whose lives were lost during the wars of the 90s, including as a result of the NATO air campaign. Sorry. Sorry about that. As far as NATO, you know, they're, they're, they're good guys. They haven't been involved in scandal after scandal after scandal. No, no, no. Not any raping, not any bombing of hospitals. They're, they're doing great. And that's why you have to pass these $1.5 trillion bills in the dark of night, because after all, we're going to help everybody. Um. And as you know, a lot's happening this week. It's a busy week. Busy. Last night, we passed the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. Nice. Good. Hopefully later today, uh-huh. we will pass the Postal Reform Bill. It looks oh, pretty Oh, let's certain. get something in there for the guys. And before the end of the week, yeah. we are aiming to pass a government funding omnibus bill. Ooh. Republicans oh, and Democrats are very, very close. Yeah. It didn't take any. And we did it in the middle of the night. You passed it, and you're going to love it. And after all, don't focus on the $1.5 trillion, which is a number that most morons can't even fathom. Yet a bunch of Democrats driving around who never put together $5,000 in their life are going to tell you how, ne- how necessary it is. To finalizing the agreement, I expect there will be texts released in a few hours. That's my favorite part. And we're working very hard on a few last-minute issues, cyber and VAWA. VAWA. And VAWA, I am pushing very hard to get it in. pushes on VAWA. I'm hopeful that it will, and I think there's a real good chance that VAWA will end up in the bill, which will be Oh, I'm pretty sure it did, along with every other pet project payoff, pay-to-play scheme that this Democrat mafia could stuff in. Don't worry what's in it. I love the fact that they passed it. After all, they read the thousands and thousands of pages and all the nuances and all the different laws in an hour, and they got it passed. I mean, you know, that's the most important thing. Trish, in her car. Yes, I'm in my car in the People Republic of Madison, Wisconsin, visiting a grandkid. That's why I can't leave. Damn it. Listen, Trish, don't give me that. You pick that little kid up. You put him in his seat, you tell his mother or father, whichever one you raised, shut your mouth and either get in the car or shut up, and you rescue that grandkid. Because growing up in Wisconsin is just a hair better because of the food, and you got some livestock and whatnot. But you've got Orville Redenbacher on meth as the governor. He's just a skinnier version of our fat slob. And you bring that kid to a safe state. You'll feel better, your feet will be tan, it's the only way to go. But go ahead. Well, I just, you know, we've been in a post-constitutional country for quite some time. And when people talk about the good old days and, you know, this crap's been going on for decades and decades. I think the big difference is, is people. They're dumber. They've been indoctrinated. There's just no decorum. There's no, 
you know how people used to just like care what people thought and they they how about were just fully dress or, or or not put a face tattoo on how about if we could just go back to those exactly. good old days you know in the 90s yeah Let's just go back to the night. We yeah. don't have to go back to when we were a constitutional republic, like, say, 1912, and then Woodrow Wilson implemented an extortion <laughs> fee. We don't have yeah. to go that far back. Yeah. Let's just go back where a lot of scumbags with face tattoos and we weren't burning 28000 a year to pretend they were in school. Then they beat somebody with a baseball bat putting up Christmas lights. I'd like to go back to that. Trish, I agree with you. Rescue your grandkid. It is your only obligation. Uh, we will get – let me go to David real quick in Wisconsin. I don't want to make you hold on. Hi, David. Uh, good evening. Uh, first time caller and love your show. Um, you. I just wanted to make you aware. So I'm at, actually in the northern burbs of Milwaukee called Mequine. Oh. And um, I actually had a friend of mine. He, he was in the um, Air Force and he sent me a, a link to the Daily Mail in re- reference to the Navy refuses to deploy a multi-billion dollar guided missile destroyer because its commander won't get COVID vaccine on religious grounds. And Judge Rule he can't be fired. It was just announced today. Yeah. You so we, we literally have an entire destroyer just sitting in Norfolk, Virginia, and it's all because one person, because on religious grounds, I mean, this is, the, I mean, well, he's got, goodness, I mean, I mean, are you sure they don't belief. have, like, a transgender class that they have to attend before they can ship off? I mean, there's all kinds of reason, David. You have to pay yep. attention to the new America, which is a lot like the old America, except weaker and uh, bankrupt. Aside from that, just be yep. happy that Vladimir Putin isn't sitting on our border because our traffic would be as bad as it is in Kiev. <clears throat> Thank you very much, David. Hey, uh, one more thing. Can I have one more Go thing? Ahead. Go ahead. It's all you. Um what is what is the deal with the fact that that uh, let's go, Brandon? Won't let us uh, have the uh, the Polish uh, Poland send the jets to Ukraine? Right? I mean, it doesn't yeah. make sense. To me. Well, don't worry. Kamala Harris is there. She flew to Poland today, and uh, she just wanted to strengthen their their choices in attire. And she's in Poland today, and they're going to work out the jet I- I- issue. Don't worry. She was such a good job on our border. I mean, what could go wrong? Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. AM560, the answer. Illinois just raised my rate from 67 cents to $2.42 for unemployment per employee. Ah, that's the good news. Yeah, you might as well stay in Illinois. Didn't you hear? There's a surplus. It's a surplus. There's no question about it. And in the meantime... You know who. Say... Master Blaster. Say loud. Master Blaster. Master Blaster runs Bartertown. You know why? He was in charge of the energy. Now, after the apocalypse, apparently it's only going to be pig doo-doo that you can get energy from, which is why you're going to all want to know Chuck and Dullivan. He's got a pig named Durbin who really produces a lot of it. So that's the way they got gas in the future. I wonder if that's the gas that... uh, they're all talking about when they talk about the future. But at the same time, it underscores the need for our uh, renewable agenda, our climate agenda, to move away from fossil fuel uh, dependency uh, much more uh, to a, a, a climate and green-oriented energy Some policy. Some things are, are mutually exclusive there. And there are things being done, and, and someone actually tweeted to me the executive order from January of 2020 on, on shifting 
uh, on, on the, um, the different things that were regulatory things that were put into, uh, into play. And, and you know, Jared, the, the National Labor Relations Board wants all 401k plans to consider climate uh, in considering, you know, whether an investment is suitable. Uh, and that's why it's organized crime. So they're going to turn the banks, the bankers, the investment bankers, Wall Street, so that they stop investing in American energy, which, by the way, is 40 percent cleaner than the new coal mines in China. China loves this kind of nonsense, because what they understand is the world doesn't run on pig dung yet. What they understand is people need their energy. They need it here, too. So it won't be long before Rootin' Tootin' Putin is running a pipeline through Alaska. And he, now, now he can shut us off like he can Germany. This is working out famously. And when you see all of the news about how bad things are, do your own little research. Do your own little research throughout the decades of the most corrupted Eastern European countries in the world. Do your own research. Do your own research on the Azov Battalion. Azov Battalion. It's like ass off with a Z. Azov. Take a look at it. And then take a look at the slogans you are now hearing on news media. Glory to Ukraine. Gloria. Glory to the heroes. And then look at where it came from. I think it's all very interesting. But I've got a dirty little habit. I like to think. And when all of these con artists are telling me the same thing, I remember... I remember how they've always told me the same thing. Fences are strong. It could decide to intensify its assault on Kosovo or to seek to harm us or our allies elsewhere. If it does, we will deliver a forceful response. Hopefully, Mr. Milosevic will realize his present course is self-destructive and unsustainable. We showed him. We bombed their ass for 78 days. Hit a few hospitals, some innocent people. Ah, what are you going to do? Send Joe Biden out there. I'm sorry. You got to love it. You got to absolutely love it. And how do you buy him off? How could you possibly, possibly buy him off and distract him? What could be done to distract him? First, about uh, the Florida bill that just passed uh, restricting the uh, speaking about homosexuality yeah. and gender identity up to third grade. And then I have. Uh... Notice how fast he said it. Up to third grade? Distract him. Racism. Stick up for homosexuals and transvestites and the rest of it. And then keep running the same news, the same numbers. And it won't be long before people realize, oh, man, two million people are fleeing. It's a tragedy. Tragedy out of 44 million people, 4%. It's an absolute tragedy. I wonder how many people left Illinois after Fatso Pritzker shut it down. I bet you it's over 4.5%, which was a worse uh, invasion of your rights, of your joy, of your happiness. The American Democrats of the USSA or all the Eastern European Soviets? That's the only question. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. War. What is it good for? It's the perfect Trojan horse for the Marxist mafia 
to play good guy and bad guy. Since Joe Biden has usurped the most powerful office on the planet, he has taken one direction towards American energy, and that is to extort, intimidate, and impugn. Here we are. He needs it. He says it's their fault. It's really a wonderful soiree of deception, which is the Democrat business model. Joel Griffith has written for the Wall Street Journal, Forbes Online, Investors Business Daily, the Washington Times, among others. He is currently a research fellow at the Institute for Economic Freedom and Opportunity at the Heritage Foundation. And like everyone else, he understands what the answer is, and that is to unleash U.S. energy production to give us, the American people, the advantage and also at the same time hold Russia accountable. Joel, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me tonight. This is a real tough position for me because the answer is so obvious and the deception is so clear. Why are so many people under the illusion that the Democrats are a political party versus an organized crime mafia? Well, if you look what's happening right now, we're all paying for this. Uh, I know yeah, I mean, it's costing me 70 bucks to pull up my Honda Accord. And uh, if you look at what's going on with this energy situation, I think it's great. We're sanctioning Russia. We should be. Putin's a villain. But when you see these sanctions being placed on Russian energy, while well, at the same time, you have the Biden administration shutting down pipelines, making it tougher to drill, freezing new leases on federal land. This is really an affront to American families um, to basically be blaming these high energy prices on Putin, while at the same time refusing to unleash our own private sector to develop our energy resources here at home. And simultaneously with this, they have the veil of virtue, the false veil of virtue of eco-Nazi and the green energy boondoggle. Joel, are there just too, too many people alive right now that were not alive during the 70 years of wrong that these eco-Nazis, the global warming from the ozone layer, the hole in the ozone, and every other nonsense prediction that these morons have been wrong for 70 years. Yet for some reason, the entire country believes that when you exhale, you are damaging the world. I mean, come on, Joel, how are you going to fix it when you have this many Democrats? Well, we need to be taking the left at face value. We hear what they're saying. We know what the end goal is. They view humankind as a parasite. They view human wealth as a plague on the planet. They've talked for years about they've talked for years about the need to stop us from producing more and suppressing prosperity, and they're well on their way. Uh, you know, we have hundreds of years worth of abundant, affordable energy here at home, and yet the left has made it as their mission to try to restrict us from accessing those resources. You know, over the last ten years, we saw booming. Natural gas development, oil development. I think all of us enjoyed filling up our cars for a two dollars again, two dollars a gallon. Not too long ago. Well, if we continue down this road, um, the energy prices that we're paying now are actually going to seem like a bargain ten or twenty years from now. And the reality is, this is this could potentially be a silver lining, because to be a Democrat, in my opinion, and in fact, you have to be an economic illiterate or in on the scam. Even if you're in on this scam, when it comes to basic energy costs skyrocketing, now we talk about gas, but gas is a mere byproduct of oil. Oil is the common denominator of everything, which means that when that cost goes up, everything goes up. And we are clearly in the midst of massive inflation on the precipice of really parabolic inflation. Will Democrats learn when they're finally bankrupted or... 
has the government also created this payoff scheme of a welfare state that has quietly been growing to encompass more than 50% of the citizens, and their answer will be to increase that rather than face the music? Uh, well, you know, if you look at what's going on right now with uh, the highest inflation that we've seen in a generation, we're seeing nearly double-digit inflation rates now. Um, you know, this is a cause of two things. Uh, we've seen a suppression of supply, and by that I mean we saw politicians across the country and around the world stopping businesses from operating, criminalizing people from going about their daily lives. It restricted the production of goods and services. It wreaked havoc with the supply chain. And at the same time, we've seen uh, politicians encouraging the Fed to put the printing presses on full blast. We saw the print print trillions of dollars over the last few years. The perfect recipe for inflation, and our politicians really don't show much signs of, uh, of wanting to put us back on a prudent, prudent path. I mean, think about some of the biggest spending programs of our, in our history that were barely defeated in the Senate. And that's only because we saw Senator Joe Manchin and Senator Sinema join with Republicans to block it. It almost passed. We are so close. We are inches away from a precipice that would take us down uh, what Hayek called the road to serfdom. Yeah, I think we're already knocking. I think we're there. Uh, but when I see, and the reason I say that, last night, in the middle of the night, they pass a $1.5 trillion omnibus bill that nobody heard about until six hours before they passed it. I mean, Joel, this is the exact opposite of what a representative republic is supposed to run like. They're running under the cover of the conflict in Ukraine. Pick your favorite oligarch, whatever the case is. Are they successful in this? Or because the House passed it, it can still be stopped? Or is this something that's just going to get rubber stamped into this dimwit's desk? Well, it, it can still theoretically be stopped, but politicians have a tendency. In fact, they have an urge to use crisis as a way to get away um, with, with passing new legislation and more spending. And you're exactly right. Like when it comes to Putin, he's a villain. What he's doing is dead wrong, and I'm glad that our country in some way is trying to push back against him. But what you already see are politicians leading the way, President Biden, blaming our economic misery, blaming inflation on Putin. And I want to remind people that the surge in energy prices, the surge in housing prices, the economic misery that many families are dealing with, this was happening months before, many months before Vladimir Putin ever invaded Ukraine. So he's a, uh, at this point, uh, Biden is finding him useful to put the blame on because these problems are worsening. Well, Putin's done a lot of bad things, but wreaking economic havoc in our country, uh, that lies at the hands of our own politicians that shut down our economy and are trying to make it difficult for us to actually tap into our natural resources. You know what's funny to me is that Biden's two bills that equal, what, $4 trillion when you add up the, uh, the COVID Emergency Relief Act and then the infrastructure boondoggle, they haven't got the money out yet. Yet instead of, <laughs> you know, rejiggering the, 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 the allocation of that fund to get $12 billion to their, 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 their oligarchs in Ukraine or whatever it is, whoever gets the money, they incent, instead use this as an example to pass $1.5 trillion. Yeah. Why, the, the problem I have, Joel, is that the media is not helping the American people. They're not even talking about it. I'm inundated. I'm surrounded by screens. Every no. one of them have the same damn story. Is there enough time for the American people to put up a resistance to this kind of bill? I mean, when you pass this thing, 
in the middle of the what? night with, with thousands of pages nobody read. What's the hold? The Senate could jam it down our throat by the end of the week. Is that not right? Oh, oh they, they very well could. Look, our federal government spent $6 trillion in addition to what we usually spend, $6 trillion in the name of combating COVID. $6 trillion is almost $100,000 per family of four, and every last dollar of that 6000 was borrowed, and much of it, in effect, was printed by the Fed. And we wonder why we have inflation. Our politicians act as if they don't understand what the causes are. We know the causes. We shuttered businesses and we printed a lot of money, and we're paying for it. But, you know, politicians got away with it. A lot of the incumbents were reelected, and uh, you know Biden's been awful on this. But you know it was actually Republicans and Democrats that got together in the Senate and the House and overwhelmingly passed the initial packages that flooded our economy with trillions of printed dollars. Um, I hope this is a wake-up call that people are starting to connect the dots between this rising cost of living and the empty shelves and the gross mistakes that our politicians have made on a national level and in many of our states as well. Now, American energy companies are not stupid. They've been leveraging themselves in the green energy business. They've got a hedge on and a spread on. They're also fully aware of what the agenda is of the um, worst president in American history, Joe Biden. They're completely aware of how it's going to go. And the reality is there is a disincentive to really be productive when a Democrat's in office anyway. Will they be inspired enough to move forward and produce what this country needs to get the costs back to where the, the country was profitable? Or are they like me and just say, I don't want to give five cents, so I'll underperform purposely. I will not make money while a Democrat's in office more than I absolutely have to. Is that kind of well, the philosophy of these oil companies? Well, look, we, we need to keep in mind that uh, a lot of what we see right now with the, the rising prices, uh, it doesn't really even have anything to do with Keystone XL being shut as awful as that is. This has to do really with the mistakes that politicians have made during COVID in shuttering our economy. It takes time to adjust demand. It takes time to ramp things back up. And we've seen this boom, this surge in demand as things reopen. And companies, including oil companies, are, are having a tough time keeping up with that. Uh, so that's part of the problem. The other thing is, when you see signals from this administration, people in the administration saying that their end goal is to actually bankrupt long-term uh, oil and coal and possibly even natural gas, that is a big disincentive to these companies to actually invest in their future. And that's where I'm concerned about is, you know, this, the COVID reopening, this, this turmoil will eventually pass. But what we see right now is we see companies that are oil companies, gas companies that are distributing profits to shareholders in the form of dividends rather than reinvesting it. And you can't really blame them because we've seen this administration, these far-left leaders, basically say these long-term investments that you want to make, these are going to be worthless. It's going to be scrapped in the future. So it's no surprise that they're putting off developing our future energy resources. Do you think also simultaneously with that, people and countries and enemies of America that have legitimately... I want to say bribed, because I, I see it as no other way than bribe. Bribe politicians from China owning so many congressmen and senators. From the co correlation and connection between the crack-smoking connoisseur, who is also the son of the president, sitting president, sitting on oil companies and the rest of it. And the, the investments of Blackstone and BlackRock. And pick a, pick a corrupt Wall Street company. Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan just bailed out China on a margin call today. Has the system, in fact, been bastardized beyond repair, or can it change as fast as it was destroyed? 
Look, I, I have hope for the future of this country. If you look at what happened over the past 10 years, we saw a development of our energy resources. We actually became energy independent. Here's, here's a fact you're not hearing in the news much. Last year, 2021, year one of the Biden administration, our country actually became a net exporter of oil and petroleum products for the first time since 1949. And uh, Biden, I don't think you can't give credit for that, uh, that big success last year was actually a result of developing um, under conservative uh, leadership, developing our natural resources. So we can turn things around, but it's going to take a change in leadership um, in the next few years because we know what the radical left-wing agenda is. It's to uh, abandon these abundant resources, and it's to force us into these uh, far more uh, expensive, uh, renewable uh, resources that uh, are going to cost the typical family 8000 bucks extra per year. That's a Heritage Foundation analysis from about a year ago looking at the Green New Deal. It's going to reduce prosperity and cost families hundreds of dollars extra per month. So we do have, we do have a window here, uh, but we're going to have to grab it. Joel, here's another side benefit I want to see if you share with me. When I see these bald-faced political whores and pimps lie to my face, I have no other recourse but to do push-ups. I'm in the best shape of my life. How about you? Uh, well, i got to say I have gained about 10 the last uh, <laughs> the last month, but I actually am in pretty darn good shape, and uh, that's because I eat healthy and exercise regularly. Just when you hear a lie, do 10 push-ups. I think it's a, it's a recipe to live forever if you dare. His name is Joel Griffith. Thank you so much for joining me, Joel. It's always a pleasure. He's a fellow at the Institute for Economic Freedom and Opportunity at Heritage. Thanks again, Joel. All right. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560, the answer. These are two good calls, and I really want to have both of them. So I'm going to do ladies first. Yes, I am. This is no transgender where I can't decide who's who. I know. Joyce is a woman. Joyce goes first. Hi, Joyce. That was a great setup, and you blew it, Joyce. Are you making Joycey? All right. Joyce doesn't want Joycey. Joycey. All right. I didn't know. Joycey, Joyce, go ahead. All right. We're going to go to Harry. Harry, how are you? Hey, Sean. How are you doing? Very good. So I just want, I wanted to shine a little bit of a ray of hope for the future in terms of uh, how things can improve via a growth in productivity uh, via robotics. Love it. As we know, money is nothing more than frozen productivity and in deference to Francisco de Anconia. Ooh, look at you, Ayn Rand. Go ahead. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to see that you read it too. Yeah. But, if we if we develop robotics to the extent that it looks like it's going to be continuing to be developed, we're going to have an incredible increase in productivity in the not too distant future. You know, uh, via an entire army of, of uh, robotic slaves that will take over a lot of the uh, industries. <laughs> yeah, I saw Terminator Two as well. Here's the other thing you got to remember, Harry: the corrupt yeah. labor mafia extortion ring a money laundering scheme called unions, have bribed the Democrats, so much so that in our ports, which are really the spear tip of the so-called supply chain backup where they just hide the ships further out so you don't see them, they have in the bill yeah. that they cannot automate. So I agree with you. I'm always optimistic because all it takes is a non-Democrat to hold office. So once you can rip these corrupt I bastards out of office, then we can be optimistic. In the meantime, let's never be Pollyanna because that's what they rely on is our our um our real 
kind of optimism? Because as a capitalist, you are an optimist. After all, you're willing to take a shot yeah. with your life, right? So they know that. Don't let that become a, 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 a petard that you hoist yourself with. The reality is when a Democrat is in office, what capitalists should do, and I mean this, is go on strike. Bring them to their knees, these rat bastards. If I was negotiating on behalf of the oil company, not only would I not bite the bait, I'd shut down. Now how do you like it, you scumbags? I'd make them remove this sock wet and son of a gun. Thank you, Harry. We can always win the argument because we are what built this country, not the Marxist mafia. They just corrupted it and bastardized it. Now we got to get it back. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I come back. AM560, the answer. Oh, nice. Bunny's back on the board. Square code Jim's on the phone. We had to readjust. You know, I just realized I didn't, you know, I didn't realize it's March Madness, right? This is when we pretend that subsidized sports mercenaries go to college. Yay, go! Home team. Can they read the paper? I don't think so. Somehow he's an honor student. It's a great system. Government's hands. I will say, wouldn't it be nice if we had a president that, say, questioned information, questioned NATO and the IMF bank, questioned the green energy con job of the Marxist mafia, questioned the U.N.? Hmm, I remember when. You might actually, if we had that, you might actually be paying under $2 a gallon. Your energy costs could be at their lowest that they've ever been. Your quality of life could be at the highest. The economy could actually be booming instead of the wartime boom. Do you see the market today? Oh, it was very exciting. Wartime boom. The Dow Jones loves war. They love it when we open a can of whoop as off. Up 653. You got to love that. But as for the green energy boondoggle, Oh, that's going ahead straight as planned. And don't you get any ideas about the Democrat Marxist mafia implementing any common sense. No, no, no. They got you just where they want you, like Pete Buttigieg on a Saturday evening. You and the president are both talking. Thank you. You and the president are both talking about. Spit that out. You and the president are both talking about producing energy here, saying that oil and gas companies have 9,000 permits to drill now. They could be drilling right now. Would President Biden cut red tape to make that possible? <laughs> what red tape needs to be cut when they have the permits, uh, they have the capacity to do it. What? what? What red tape? What red tape could possibly be cut? Yeah, it's not truthful, right? And it's not truthful at all. From day one, day one, this administration has been hell-bent with their anti-American energy holy war to shut down the production of American energy. She knows that, right? It's delaying leases. Look, you can get a lease and then they delay the uh, permits for you to uh, be able to do That's seismic tape, and do work unlike on your it. hair. In Alaska, it's actually they delay red. the ability to get a permit for an ice road, which is how we go and do exploration on these leases. They've shut that down. They've tried to kill pipelines. Day one, you saw Biden said he wasn't going to produce on energy on, on Anwar, even though it's in the law that he has to do it, says shall. And then you guys got, got you have people like John Kerry and Gina McCarthy going around to the American financial community saying don't invest in American energy. So day one, they have been focused on killing the production of American energy. And now comes all of the bull dump. Holding does, them up. Does President Biden think that each of these 9,000 leases that are available 
have oil or gas in them because industry experts are saying that uh, that accusation is, is a complete red herring. Some permits are viable and some are not. But when you say that, this represents a... You're asking this dimwit, this sorority sweetheart, who's never done a day's work in her life, her job is actually to a professional liar. She doesn't know. You think she knows? I mean, I love you, Peter. I mean, you look like Clutch Cargo. I love the hairdo. I love the questions. I love the point of view. But it's obviously a rhetorical question, isn't it? Kira Elgin. Hey, Sean. Uh, since you're my source for news now, I wondered if you had heard about Putin taking out six of nine labs, like the Wuhan-style lab, where they're experimenting with who knows what, and that Fauci is going to be exposed. That's why he's laying low. He'll be exposed somehow with a tie to this. I don't know if this is a I true have, story I or have, not a true story. Let's put it this way. I have not heard that. I do believe that there are pro- there is propaganda on both sides. I'm suspicious of every single thing, and I never take my eye off the ball. Putin is not a good guy either. Putin is an oligarch of a different suit size, but an oligarch none the same. There is no good guy in this. This is about dominating the misuse of money by the American empire and the corrupt rest of the world. That's all this is. There's no good guy in the story. It's not Ukraine with the Azovs, although when he was a comedian, the, the, the guy did make me laugh my ass off. It's not rootin' tootin' Putin with his shirtless bear riding and his little tiny giraffe. There is no good guy. But what this is, is a good excuse to forever destroy the quality of life in the only country that was supposed to be built on truth. This is now where a country, we, in, we are involved in the same propaganda wars, the same censorship, the same manipulation, the same hidden information where in the middle of the night they can pass a $1.5 trillion new, uh, um, uh, bill, spending bill, and it's not on the news. All that's on the news is the Azovs. See you later. Thank you very much, Kerry. You know I love you, but I don't buy it. I don't buy the propaganda on anybody. As far as the Wuhan labs, we know we've got the emails. You didn't want to pursue it. Pfizer in the experiment. They told you they were going to release the data in 75 years, and you morons said okay. It took a judge, a judge, to force them. They released the paperwork, what, two days ago? There's a thousand things called adverse events. Ooh, what's an adverse event? Well, they used to be called side effects. That's when you get the jimmy leg, get a little Bell's palsy. Good news is on half of the Chicago Democrat women, you can't tell if they have Bell's palsy or not. Paul Bensonville. I really would like to know how the hell Joanne Reed can keep a job after she continually opens her racist mouth and bashes white people. Now she's saying that the only reason why the world cares about the Ukraine or about, excuse me, Ukraine is that it's a white country and they're all white. How does she keep her job? If you just, if you just, and I understand, believe me, I, I heard it. I understand the outrage. And that's the, that's the reaction they want you to have. And if you just for a moment say, well, you know something, to her point, per se, they did care about Serbia to when they got when they got exposed for bombing white people for 78 days, but not before that. So that's how you prove her wrong by stating history and fact. And then you also take her her action where she's right. You should be concerned that they're bombing in Yemen, saying it's the Saudis. That's us. Those are our warheads. That's our planes. Those are our gas. 
We should be upset that they're bombing in, in Somalia. Instead of taking up the mantle of the, of the fight they want you to have, take, for instance, that nougat of fact in her argument. Why don't the American people know about the nine hotspots where we are spending billions of dollars a day bombing people that we really don't know much about? After all, that's how we got involved in Iraq. And does anybody want to talk about how that's going? Do you know how it's going, Paul? I don't. And I pay attention to this stuff. Is it good? Are those good guys in charge? Or are they different Taliban that just took over Afghanistan? Which, by I, the way, I, the I Biden administration. About it. Right. But the Biden administration just gave billions of dollars to the Taliban after they enriched them with the weapons. They just, it's all in the bill. They're giving money to the Taliban again. So, you know, maybe instead of taking the, the, the fight they want to have, you know, I'm, I'm not a big guy. But if we fight, I don't give a rip how big you are. Because I'm going to find the angle. I'm going to carve your eye out of your head and bite your nose off. I'm going to win. And that's how you have to look at these <laughs> arguments. So that's how I like to do it, Paul. And that's what we do here on this show. 312-642-5600. Anybody see Ray Ups? Oh, I don't know. Was he in the January 6th stuff? Oh. AM 560. The answer. Hey! Oh, now I know Bunny's back. That's my guy. And I love that song. Revenge. Love it, baby. Here's the nice thing. Whoever runs, I don't give a rip who it is. I really don't. They should run on a single thing. I will remove every damn thing Joe Biden did. Every Marxist mafia bureaucrat bastard ripped out of the office. Every executive order ripped out of history. Rip it all out. It's the only way you're going to turn it around. But you could turn it around. There is no question about it. Do you have the will? to talk truth. So the reason um, we had the caller that wanted to talk about the, what the hell's her name? Joanne what? Reed? Joanne Reed. I don't, I've never watched her. I wouldn't waste my time watching that moron racist bimbo. I wouldn't waste a 30 second, not 30 seconds. I understand what her job is. And that is to stoke the racial division in this country because the last thing the Marxist mafia can afford is for people of all races, of all religions, to look at what is happening to society as society is being manipulated and deceived. The American dream is gone. You are now neck deep in the socialist quicksand quagmire of a corrupt gangster government. So all they got left is the racial divisions. That's why... The idea that people think and can separate propaganda from fact. Fact. Everywhere a Democrat Marxist mafia member rules is a ghetto. Everywhere. Every single town, county, state riddled in scandal and corruption. You just get used to it. And failure. And then when atrocities happen, carjackings, and you realize... Government's one obligation to the citizen is to enforce law to keep tranquility. Otherwise, you have a lawless society like the ghetto of Chicago. And now you just hope you're not victimized. Those ghettos are anywhere the Democrats are. New York, New Jersey, and the rest of it. And every once in a while, when a mother feels that pain, she can articulate it in a way where it doesn't matter what race you are. You understand and you see the scam that the Democrat Marxist mafia is running 
All right. We're here and we're suffering. We're actually going through a, a, a torturous experience because no one will listen. No one cares. There are no rights protecting us. It's, it's, it's out of control and it's out of order and it's just dead wrong. I hear a lot of stuff on, on this uh, panel today about reimagining what public safety should look like. I didn't hear not one person say anything about empowering the people in the black communities, all right? Helping them to be self-sustainable, uh -oh. to help them get on their own feet, to rise themselves up out of poverty and not be so dependent on all these different programs and all these different credible messengers. That's another thing. They're here in New York, but I have not seen not one positive outcome of their effectiveness. We and that's the truth. And that's what the Democrat mafia cannot afford you to see. So Joy Reid is doing her damn job. And that is to separate. That is to stoke the racial divide in this country. They cannot afford for the servants and the slaves of the ghetto to realize what they are. Useful, step and fetch, Democrat base voters. Jim in Naperville. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Nice to talk to you. I mean, I just want to say that I think that uh, Joy Reid is wrong and she's right. You know, people are talking about uh, Northeast Europe and not talking about Yemen, but that's because nobody's surprised that Yemen is fighting. They're always fighting. Northeast Europe hasn't done anything like this in seven years. So it's not racism. It's just, you know, what is expected. And I think it's also expected that the American government would lie or redact information, which is what they've been doing since the CIA became a, a black uh, a budget entity where we can't question how much money they get or what the hell they do with it or who they're bribing, good guys or bad guys or soon-to-be terrorists, because that's what they do. You're right. So the problem yep. with this country yep. is what JFK identified, the CIA. They're not the good guys. Sorry, guys, you're not. And by the way, you're not fooling anybody sneaking around, and we all know what you're doing over there. Come on, let's not be crazy. Even J.W. Pepper knew. Secret agent on whose side? That's right, J.W. Pepper. On whose side? All you have to do is redact the, the fighting you don't want us to know about. Ignore the fact that the Saudis, are they the good guys? Are the Saudis the good guys? Forget about the fact that, what was it, 16 of the 19 terrorists that took down the twin towers were from saudi arabia ah forget about it and that big tall one with the kidney problem that nobody could find seven foot guy dressed in sheets walking around with a dialysis dialysis machine he was a saudi guy too Ah, don't worry about it he's dead where's the body we took care of it all right i believe pretty much everything you guys say clear mr kenny's not a scientist i am he's the ceo of the weather channel now I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot of cable news. I'm talking now. Hold on just well, a minute. I'm not done. And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney, and yes, it is. it has become 
a big political point of the Democrats. It's a political point. I'll be back on the Internet. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So we are live on the World Wide Web. We can be uh, reached at the same phone number, 312-642-5600. I will be taking calls this entire hour, and we will do the show as usual. I will not be distracted by the sports mercenaries pretending to be college students and the morons that are excited about the game. Uh, A bunch of kids who are going to different colleges that are all subsidized on one form or level. And... We'll forget the fact that this is about a big revenue to now numerous Democrat mafia states that have legalized gambling. I love that. I absolutely love it. The big economic strength of these Democrat sewers that are riddled in corruption and mafia payoffs have the same payoff plan as the old one. Only these guys are not well-dressed and they may not even like women. However, they are in charge And they are large. In the meantime, they are getting a little bit of a pushback, even from some Democrats who have to wallow in Democrat failure. So what happens next? Well, let's up the ante. Let's just bribe more people. Women from Connecticut seek recognition. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. uh, I seek to unanimous consent to revise and extend my remarks and address the House for one minute. Without objection, the gentleman's recognized for one minute. Mr. Speaker... More than 900,000 people in the United States have lost their lives due to COVID. Of those more than 900,000, 660,000 people over age 65. I I, I have to, you'll have to forgive me. I'm doing it again. I'm thinking. So if 900,000 people died, and yet nearly 700 We're over 65. That would mean that the vast majority of people who got COVID that were under, and even the vast majority that were over, lived. Boy, oh boy, is there going to be any kind of um, of regret by the government that forever changed the trajectory of the lives of those people? Is there going to be any kind of mea culpa so that we don't light the torches and storm the Capitol? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Anybody want to guess? have been lost because of COVID. This is the same population uh, that is not only worried and concerned about COVID, but they are the ones on fixed income. They are the ones that rely on Social Security. Oh, there it is. More than 5 million of our fellow Americans get a below poverty level check from Social Security after having paid in all their lives. Hey, 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 scumbag. First of all, Social Security is not to be an income of any level of income. None. It's based. See, the way you sold this lie was that it was based on what you made. It was a policy that you were supposed to invest the money. You were supposed to set aside the money. And you did none of it. It is a Ponzi scheme. And the way you keep people quiet is because you guarantee bribery. You're like the welfare system. You don't like that food prices are rising? We're going to give you people that can't buy your own food more money, and we'll figure out a scheme to take it away from the people who can. But this, 
This is an interesting new lull at a time where everybody seems to be distracted. I wonder if in the $1.5 trillion, which is an awful lot of money, I wonder if any of it is in Social Security or, or if they can now have another bill that gives more money. And this time you can't say no. After all, these are old people, and you've been robbing their ass since they started working. You know, the only way to solve this problem is my way. Guys who are 65 and under, I don't want your money. Just give me what you robbed me. Give it back to me. And by the way, for those people that don't think you were robbed, you're basically idiots. But your company has also been robbed and extorted. I'd like to see you give that money back to them, too. Because in this story that they have everyone believing that your employer is somehow the bad guy, that's the same way you you hire those labor extortion mafias called unions. Rather than the good guy, they're not. The only bad guy in this story is the bald-faced liar who told you he was going to invest your money and that it was going to be some sort of an insurance scheme and that you were going to get it back based on what you paid in. Rather than the fact they just extorted you another tax If you were stupid enough to work when all you had to do was become a welfare roach and vote for Democrats, you'd be in the same pickle you're in now. To the number one insurance program in the country, the number one anti-poverty program for the elderly, and the number one anti-poverty program for children. And it really did none of that. All it did was allow the federal gangster government to extort the working man, as always. Help is on the way. Oh, I know. Who's going to help me? We also have $15 billion in COVID preparedness funding. That is a really smart investment. That is just as important. Boy, oh boy, they're either buying insurance policies or they're investing for you. Yet nobody can find the money. They keep investing, keep buying insurance policies. Where's the money? Important as any part of this bill, even though it doesn't get the attention. The odds are that a, you know, we cannot discount the fact that a new variant can come. And if we, we have learned a lot from the three variants, but we've also learned if we're not prepared, it can return to the days of lockdowns and closed schools and life not being normal. I can't decide if I want to call that a backhanded threat or an innuendo. Because it feels a little bit like a threat. But you'll have to forgive me now that I realize that political pimps and whores that are often grotesque in their features, like Chuck Schumer, can seize your business and your right to life, can lock you up in your house, can lock you out of businesses you've sweated, worked multiple hours, and then can tell you how much to pay the employees if by somehow you manage to hang on. I kind of view what they say as a threat rather than somebody that looks like a gargoyle hanging off of a library from the 1800s looking out for my best interest. So there's a real obligation of the Congress to make sure we're prepared, which means immediately having an adequate supply of vaccines, of therapeutics, of testing. Boy, those vaccines got a problem. Got a little bit of a problem. You uh, tried to hide... The side effects slash adverse events. <laughs> let's pay. Let's play words salads with gypsy red bastards who are robbing the people. They're called adverse effects. You tried to hide them for 75 years until a judge in Texas said, release the documents. On your first dump, there are a thousand, one thousand 
of these adverse effects from enlarged hearts, which seem to be dropping soccer players, among other athletes and men, to twitchy legs and blinky eyes. And some women in the Democrat mafia have Bell's palsy. And think about just the money, the ones that we can't tell. The devastation is really outrageous. But Chuck Schumer, his reaction to it isn't to go after the Big Pharma, which has bribed Chuck Schumer and the rest of the Democrats. They gave him 30% of that kickback. It's to guarantee that they continue to have good sales going into the next quarter because they haven't liquidated or exercised all their options. So if, God forbid, the new variant comes, we can go at it right away. Go after it right away. Right away. Yet here are these people, all 80 years old, all fat pigs, drunken slobs like Nancy Pelosi, drug addicts, all degenerate scum. They're all here. Did we lose a senator? I know we lost a congressman who was elected, who was young, but he was a Republican. I don't think that he gets on the, counted on the COVID deaths. Have we lost an 80-year-old Democrat swindler who moonlights as a senator or congressman in the Democrat mafia? I don't know. Woe be us if we haven't learned the lessons of the previous three. I learned them. And you all is a bunch of crooks. Yes, I did. I learned that I see what you're doing. I remember the lies and the scams. And I almost, in a certain way, admire it. How diabolical it is. How easy you get away with it. As you know, many of us felt the Trump administration was totally ill-prepared. He was saying, it's not real, it'll go away. And look what happened. We should not repeat that mistake, and I'm very glad on a bipartisan basis. You know, let's look what happened. <clears throat> Under Trump's tutelage, the deaths on March 8th, 2020 were 54,000. In March 8th, 2021, they were 94,513. In the year 2022, they are 31,820. I'm sorry, these are cases, excuse me. The deaths, this is the one that gets me, the deaths. On March 8th, the year 2020, there were 564. March 8th, the year 2021, 820. March 8th, the year 2022, after all of the sophisticated Democrats have been helping you to get healthy, there are 1,574. Now, in case somewhere there's a Biden voter that has slipped through the cracks and is listening to the show, that's more stupid. That's more. Your Democrats didn't solve anything. They just made a whole bunch of money. I almost swore, even though we're on you know, YouTube and on all the rumble, I almost said shit ton. But they made a whole bunch of money. We're going to see $15 billion in COVID-prepared funding. It's a really smart investment. I'm sorry, Bunny. Did I interrupt your dinner? You mean you don't have to hit the button. We can swear now. I mean, you have to be somebody who would support a crime. An absolute atrocity like what happened last night. Hey, everyone. This is Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. I want to tell you how corrupt Congress is. Now, you would not believe what happened last night. As a matter of fact, I'm still shocked about it. And the rest of the Republicans, we're all shocked about it. So you've been hearing probably about the omnibus bill that has been going through the Appropriations Committee. 
This is a $1.5 trillion omnibus bill that none of us got to see anything in the bill, in the bill text. We had no idea what was in it until this morning when we found out that the Rules Committee, which is a Democrat-controlled committee, and they, they put out their, um, basically their alert on their website. They did not email any of us. They put it on their website after midnight, midnight as, as in early this morning, they put it on their website that the Rules Committee would be meeting at 1.30 a.m., 1.30 Pass it an hour later. Did, did, was, was John Pisaki Pippi Lystocking? Was she asked even a question about this today? Or is it because the information wasn't convenient to get out? After all, 2 million refugees are fleeing Ukraine out of 44.5 million people. I, 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 does anybody think we're being played? 312-642-5600. We're rebooting my call screen, so I will take you after this message. AM560, the answer. I always hate the idea that people do get used to abuse. They do get used to the corruption. We're used to it. To a certain extent, we're the best at it. We're Chicago Illinoisans. Our abuses have been happening for, I'm talking 80 years, 90 years. Democrat mafia has been running things. I don't want that to happen to the rest of the country. I really don't. I don't want it to happen to the rest of the country. In fact, the beauty of America still is that we've got about 21 good states. 21 states that say, not a, not a chance are we going to fall to that mafia system of pay-to-play bullshit. I know I love swearing. Can't help it. Not at all are we going to allow that to happen. Now, I think the states, you have a variety. You like dry heat like a lizard? You got it. There are some choices. You like uh, real cold? You want to live like Deadwood? All right, they got that too. You can look good there. Tennessee, who doesn't love that? Steve Cortez walking around like he lives in Florida, dressed in th- for it, but living in Tennessee. It can happen. And then you've got Florida. I picked Florida. I did research, though. It wasn't like I just, oh, I love Florida. No, I did some research. And what I found in Florida was something unique. That even if people said they were... Democrats, they didn't want the government to step between them and their child. Do you know an interesting statistic? In Florida, they have what's called parental correction. What's parental correction? Well, see, if you're in Illinois and you get a kid who's a punk, comes home with a face tattoo, he's 16, 17 years old, he tells his father, F you, and the father grabs him by the throat. If that kid dials 911, DCFS comes in, they arrest the father. First they call, the, you know, the police come and they arrest the father. They drag him out of the house. DCFS comes in and they can take the kid to a foster home. They can remove the father from the home. There's all kinds of things. Because in Illinois, as a parent, and a 16-year-old kid tells you, the father, F you, you cannot lay your hands on him by law. That's because the state said so. In Florida, parental correction state, you can beat the hell out of that disrespectful son of a bitch like it was 1965. And then that kid will understand who the father is and who the uh, kid is. It does explain Illinois when you watch all the news. It does explain the true problem in Illinois. And that problem is the state has weakened the relationship between the adult parent 
and the child. Florida doesn't do that. They look out for the relationship between the parent and the kid. They think that the parent should be the one to influence the character and the attributes of the child. I know it's crazy, yet most of us, thank God, were raised by people of good character, which is why we're not scumbags walking around with a face tattoo, carjacking women and children and old men. So Florida passes laws that strengthen that. And now we've got a touchy subject going on, right? I mean, it's really not touchy. In fact, you wouldn't believe this. There have been transvestites or trans testicles in my neighborhood, whatever you want to call them, that have been around since Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover, who created the forever bothering Italians, also known as the FBI, walked around in his mommy's underpants. There have always been transvestites all the way back in society, no matter how far you go back, and homosexuals. Oh, sure, it wasn't a resume booster back then, but there were homosexuals. Now, did bad things happen? Sure, bad things happen to good people, too. A lot of bad things happen to heterosexuals. A lot of bad things happen to people because people, unfortunately, are flawed, savage beasts when they're unrestrained, when they're not raised properly, when there is no parent. These are all things that happen. So history didn't start when the Marxist mafia wanted to use divisions in society to stoke the kind of hatred we now are accustomed to, the kind of standards we are now are accustomed to, where children are telling parents how to talk to their kids about homosexuals or FBI directors dressing in their mother's underpants. It's our job to do it, not the schools. So in Florida, they pass a law, and it's a simple law. You cannot talk about homosexuality, trans testicles, transvestites, LGBTQ, whatever the hell you want to call yourselves. Can't talk about it until the kid's after third grade. Because by then, the parent can prepare them for the fact that America is now the United Soviet States of America, not the USA anymore. So a law was passed. It's called the don't talk, don't say law. They've now changed it to don't say gay. I'm not sure that, they, that, the, that the Florida changed it. I think the Democrats changed it because now they can run on something. First about uh, the Florida bill that just passed uh, restricting the uh, speaking about of homosexuality yeah. and gender identity up to third grade. And then I have a question about surveillance matters that have been in the news. Um, regarding the Florida bill, um, in 1994, when many of us in this room were in school, uh, President Biden actually voted for a much broader restriction uh, that banned federal funds from being used for, quote, the promotion of homosexuality as a positive lifestyle alternative. Uh, why did he do that? And can you describe how his thinking has evolved over the years? Well, I think that you have seen the president speak passionately about his view. First of all, it hasn't evolved. It's devolved. He's now a bumbling moron in a diaper who drools on himself and thinks his wife is his nurse. That a bill like this, uh, a bill that would uh, discriminate against families, against kids, um, put these kids in a position of not getting the support they need um, at a time where that's exactly what they need, is discriminatory. It's uh, a form of bullying. Um, it is horrific. I mean, the president has spoken to that. In terms of his views and comments from... See, I think the bullying is when you tell parents... I don't give a shit what you think. We're going to tell your kids what to think. That's bullying. It just comes from a sorority girl with a bad dye job and a sexually frustrated husband. This is the woman who really inspired the faked male orgasm. Every time she talks, it's just brutal. All right, let's go to the lines. Valerie, Chicago. Hi. Oh, hello there. How are you? I love this. 
I, I, you know, and Amy Winehouse singing your name is one of my favorite songs. Go ahead. Oh, well, the reason I'm calling is for a couple of things. First and foremost, I thank you so much for telling me about this trillion dollar bill. 1.5, um, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is, I love the fact that you're saying this about parents because I really do. And this, I thank God that my children are kind of grown because naked hand on naked butt will do a whole lot of work. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you're, yes, if you're, you know, my neighborhood, they, they never bothered to go naked. Uh, my parents would beat me with utensils, <laughs> but whatever <laughs> worked, it does correct bathroom. you. It does correct you, yeah. And you know, it's a funny thing too. My, my, I didn't. My, my, uh, my parents and my, they, my name was irrelevant. It was either uh, son of a bitch, you stupid son of a bitch, or what the hell are you doing? Pull your head out of your ass. No one really used my name. I just knew they were talking to me. So I completely understand, and those were the good old days. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I still have to go to break on the Internet. AM560, the answer. I always like people that put up a fight against the Leviathan, especially the Yard Gnome Mafia, the south side of Chicago, the Mike Madigan Mafia. It's tainted me. I don't really care for Irish people. they got to earn my affection. And when they do, I welcome them into the family. Christine Shanahan McGovern. Boy, oh boy, is that Irish. And she's putting up a fight against the Irish Mafia. How unusual. Hi, Christine. How are you? I am good. How are you? Very good. Very good. So tell me about your latest endeavor in the Don Quixote fight against the Irish Mafia. Oh, boy. So I was on a Zoom call yesterday, and, and the... The premise of the meeting was about CPS going mask optional. And um, the only people on the Zoom call were people who were against it. Someone sent me the link, so I went on, and they let me talk. And, I, and you know, I, I brought other topics up about the lack of growth that's happening in the classroom. There were some speakers who made comments that they wanted, they were encouraging a strike which is ludicrous because <laughs> some of these kids have not had a normal school year. Um, and uh, there were other parents who said that their kids are going to die if they don't wear a mask. I, I kid you not, I could not believe what I was listening to. The fear and the lack of being present in the moment and, and what they're putting onto their kids is total, total nonsense. That then is the foundation of the Democrat Party, though, Christine. You do realize that. And they're impervious to knowledge. For instance, they don't want to know that there are states such as mine, Florida, where they refused to allow the kids to wear masks with the understanding of what it would do psychologically to that child, that you would forever be dealing with a scared slave. But that is what the Democrat Party needs. Why was this not mentioned that there were states around the country like Florida that fought so that parents and that dictators to profit from fear mongering could not turn those children into slaves? Was that ever brought up? No, no. Like I said, this was a very one sided Zoom call. And um, also what you know, what was said by this group, this group called Activate Chicago Parents, 
um, communists. Their their position was to make sure that all children wear a mask, and then also that all children are vaccinated because they are unsafe. I mean, there was one mom who said that their child wasn't sick, but they quarantined him for five days. What kind of parent puts their kid in their bedroom for five days? A Democrat. I, I think that they've lost. They've lost all sense of um, common sense. So then they let me talk. And then I went to counter another comment because he was talking about the death rate and the testing is so high. I'm, I said, well, the testing incorporates a common cold. So those aren't real numbers. So then they removed me from the conversation. And the moderator of the group had the audacity to say that I left. Um, well, so lying I is... It, 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 was, uh, it was just complete BS, and I feel bad for those parents' children of what's happening. And I'm never going to be quiet about all this. I don't care who it is. I, I need to be a voice of reason and to stick up for those parents who are fighting for the rights of their kids. And, and they made it seem like these rich, um, white, liberal parents who are fighting against this. No, we're the conservative group that are fighting against this. And again, we say if you want to wear a mask, wear it. We don't care. We're just not wearing it. Did you, um, you know, um, while you were talking, I, I, it was, I was reminded of a news story that I was uh, updated with yesterday. And that is the death of a 32-year-old mother in Chicago, which the Chicago Teachers Union claimed was due to COVID. Ironically, it was caused because she drank herself to death. Yet the uh, Chicago Teachers Union actually staged, staged a uh, sympathy tour for this woman whose name is Henry, who drank herself to death. And the reality is that even with these cooked numbers, as you heard, I don't know if you were listening to the show or not, but um, out of the 900,000 people that died, nearly 700,000 of them were over the age of 65. 80% of all the people that died were clinically obese. Obese. In fact, there were no children in Illinois that died last year of COVID, strictly of COVID. Any child that had been affected, even of it, uh, to hospitalization had suffered from pre-existing conditions. These facts are all deemed irrelevant because of the society in Chicago, in Illinois. Yet, I give you all the credit in the world, and I have sympathy for your husband, who now realizes how much you hate money. And you're trying to run in this field to convince the people, I want to know how your chances are and what optimistic gains you've made, because I do know people are talking about you. Oh, well, thank you. Well, actually, my I just finished my um, petitions, and I... The minimum was 650, and I think my final count was 2,300. You could only turn <laughs> in 2,000. And I can say 99% of people that I asked to sign signed it. 1% did not. My chances are very, very good. In fact, I am entering the Southside Irish Parade this weekend um, with some other conservative candidates, and I, I just got my banners. They're beautiful. They're huge. They're like 4 by 10 feet with my nice... Um, slogan and all of that because we want to keep this push going and people are talking um, and I did happen to put a banner a couple doors down from the ward office and that was purposeful because I want Bill to know that I'm there so he's going to have to see me up on the on the light pole so in um, your neighborhood which is riddled with the Irish mafia and has existed there for 50 years in that neighborhood is there concern over the lucky charm Mike Madigan being indicted or do they view it as I do as he was the most successful mafia don in La Cosa Nostra history. Well, their their point is, I doubt anything is going to ever happen to him, yeah. even though he's been indicted. 
their 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 fear is that there's going to be no consequences of this indictment that it's just all kind of fluff um that nothing will come about that he won't do jail time and and things like that yeah i was down i'm down in florida you'd be amazed at the illinoisans i mean you'd be amazed at it and uh i was at a table in a place called uh burn which i frequent it's a cigar store down here and i was having a conversation well behind me Turns out to be some scumbag trust fund baby, little tiny guy. He looked like um, DePlane, boss DePlane. And he turned out to be the son of some corrupt Democrat mayor in one of the fungible um, municipalities that, that surround Chicago. And he wanted to brag about how uh, he knew um, Mike Madigan's son, the lobbyist. He knew Dick Durbin's nephew, the lobbyist. And they're not going to spend a day in jail. So after, you know, I was restrained by the waitstaff and removed from the tavern, I was thinking about it. And they really do know that not a, not a thing is going to happen to this old corrupt bastard, is it? Probably not. Yeah. But again, who knows? You know what? People have said um, in the beginning that I am crazy for running. And now they're saying, wow, you have a chance. Well, I'm telling you, I, I'm going to win. I think and you're going to win. I am going to win. Um, and if you don't, will you come and move next door to me in a county of conservatives? Will you admit it if you don't win? Well, I'm not going to admit that because I'm winning. I'm not even putting that out there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, again, it just means you have a chance. It was a test, and you passed with flying colors, as always. Yes. So awesome. Come on, tell you. the people where they can go to help you. Okay, again, um, my website is McGovernForIllinoisSenate.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Christine Shanahan McGovern for uh, Senate District 18. But also Sunday, the Southside Irish Parade. If any other conservatives want to march with us, we're going to have a huge float. We're number 93. Um, Come out and join us, and, and let's get our voices heard. You know, I only went one time to, uh, I was working at the Merck, and a friend of mine lived in Beverly and invited me. I never went, so I went. And uh, it was a very successful day. I made out with an Irish girl and got punched in the face. I highly recommend Southside Irish Parade. A lot of stuff goes on. I want to thank you so much for running and putting up the good fight. Christine Shanahan McGovern, I truly do appreciate your effort more than you know. And I wish you the best of luck. And I appreciate you having me on. And thank you very much. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. All right, in the news in Chicago, it's kind of skullduggery that makes me sick to my stomach. The, um, the costume, pretending to be Commissioner Gordon Brown, says he pulled officers from the street after the Heron bust involving the Internal Affairs Chief's car. So here's how the story goes. The niece of the Internal Affairs Chief, the niece, driving Lexus, Gets pulled over with a scumbag sitting next to her. $6,000 a hair on. Out the window. They arrest him. He goes to the Huskow. She drops the name. I'm the niece of the chief. Coppers are putting a pickle. They take her ID. They call the girl, whatever the case is. They don't arrest her. Which, after all, is why the scumbag illiterate niece. I'm going to save you by not playing the clip of this moron morphodite. Typical representative of a CPS student, however. Wants to drop her aunt's name, the Big Cheese, Eternal Affair Chief. So the street copper calls her up and they come and get her. The car doesn't get impounded and the rest of it. This moron in his costume, pretending to be Commissioner Gordon, 
fires the coppers. But what about the internal affairs chief and her illiterate tramp of a niece? Tramp who was driving around the Heron dealer. What about that pig? They're okay? And the cops get called in? That's Chicago. You want to talk about trajectory? You got a beauty there, boy. A beauty. Mike, Southside. Hey, hey, hey. You know what I had to uh, change frequencies because they put a uh, basketball game on. I, I could give a rip about sports. Are you kidding me? A bunch of guys. Now, they would have got along with the niece, though, with the Heron dealer. That would have been great. Oh, you would yeah. have watched them, and then we yeah. all pretend that they're, they're cum laude at the colleges around the, around the nation. Go ahead. Yeah, so so uh, so my uh, my dentist he uh, retired and he moved to Florida, and uh, you know we all had to, you know people here are still playing Halloween with their masks on, and so I had a dental appointment last year, and so I go into the I go into the dentist's office and wife's the secretary, and I have a Rey Mysterio wrestling mask on, I have sunglasses, <laughs> I have an N95 mask on, sure, and I walk in and his wife is just I mean she's in stitches, and I sure. said I'm here for my virtual dental appointment, can you clean my teeth virtually? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's very good stuff. What were you calling about originally? Um, originally, you know, when I was, I, it's like every time, like before I call you, I'm always working on some project in the house uh-huh. and everything. But uh, you know, I'm like, I won't swear because you told you can't swear. Can't swear. So yeah, yeah. Originally, I was uh, calling to ask you if you've ever heard of a guy called Scott McKay. He goes by the uh, doctor, the sleep. lawyer, or the uh, Canadian Parliament guy. No, no, no. This is uh, this is uh, Scott McKay. He goes by a Patriot Street Fighter, and he's like a he's kind of a brawler. He's like you. Oh, and oh. he's uh, no, I, I never heard of him because there's a lawyer yeah, at the ACLU. There's a doctor that was in oh. Texas fighting for children not taking the vaccine. There was a Canadian parliamentary guy who I can't remember what the hell side of the fence he's on, but uh, I do not know about the fighter. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, this guy, well, he's not like, you know, he's he's a kind of a, he's not a, you know, if you ever listen to the guy, he's just kind of like, you know, he calls, uh, he calls him like he chops him, he calls him like, Mike, you know, do you know a no- trick of how I do this show? And it is a trick. I don't listen to anybody. I try to awesome. catch, I try to catch Dan Proft in the morning because I don't, I, I, I think he's the best interview in radio and he has on some of the best guests. So I listen to the morning show interviews. But I try not to listen to anybody else because I don't want to do that. I don't want to rah-rah. I don't want to become a talking point moron. I, I think the reason that I got here is because I, I tried to think outside of what they were inundating me with with information. I got lucky in this business. I listened to two yeah, guys talking about oil, and I said, you guys don't know what the hell you're doing. That was Bruce Wolf and Dan Proft. And that's why I'm here, and I never deviate from that. So when people tell me, I love what you say, it's just what uh, – you know, Mark Levin used to say, or Rush Limbaugh used to say, yeah. or Dennis Prager. Right. I don't listen to him because I want to look at things through the eyes of a skeptic. And I think too much in this business, um, there's just too few of us that look at things that way. So I don't ever want to listen that's, to anybody. That's a great but idea. It, you know, I'm going to start doing that and start turning off a lot of these guys so then I get go, more focused. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much, Mike. I appreciate the call. Now let's go to the worst body in talk radio callers in history, Tom in Blue Island. Yeah, we'll see about that, Sean. But anyway. Hey, don't blame uh, me. You're Sean, walking around in size 52 for... 19s, and you don't want me to make fun of you. Yeah. Go ahead. 6'4 and 280 is. Fat. There's a lot worse than that, buddy. Yeah. So I'll, I'll survive. I'll got a belly button that needs a hubcrack. That's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Hey, Sean, listen, I wanted to thank you for bringing up that Florida law because I, I listened to two minutes. That Pisaki clip is two minutes long, and the psychological gymnastics that woman does to get through that, that, you know, a law that all it basically says is not to teach any kid under third grade these deviant sexual natures. She and it went stems and from the book for Gender minutes, Queer. Sean. And you know, Tom, the book Gender and, Queer. It's a porn magazine and, yeah. that you're giving these and kids I now. Think, I mean, it's ridiculous. Hey, Sean, yeah. I think between her with this Florida law and this swimmer, this Leah Thomas, the guy, the dude that's—he's bigger than you and me put together. Yeah, he's six four, and he's he doesn't have the, pants that are big as yours. He's going to the NCAA swimming things. I think this transgender thing is going to kill the—it's going to kill the leftists. Or, and because I think eventually people are going to say they've had enough. It's either that Tom, or he is the greatest comical mind. It's a man, baby, in modern history. Now, Art in Skokie. Hey, um, Sean. Yes, Art. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate your show. And but yeah, I know you pro don't listen to probably Charlie, but he was talking today about those labs. And in the language of Sean from Elmwood Park, it's, it's a whipped cream on the top of a Sunday of scum. Really? But, you know, but, I'm uh, telling you, I think a lot of these guys listen to me. You're starting to hear a lot of my verbiage be cooked around Fox and all their shows. Go ahead. Also, I want to remind you about Stepan Bandera. He, he makes Charles Manson look like a Boy Scout. Oh, you're talking about the, you, you know, this is when I got called. I got an email to the station. I got a bunch of stuff. They called me a Russian asset and everything. You're talking about Stefan Bandera, the Nazi, and Ukrainian now is, or uh, the Ukraine has named a street after him. And uh -oh. um, the Azov Battalion has now turned the, uh, the official Nazi salute of the 40s into an a greeting somehow of the Ukrainian military, and I'm supposed to ignore it. Is that what you mean? Oh, you know what? It's, it's even worse than that. The president, not this one, but one of the former presidents of Ukraine, he made him a national hero. Can you imagine an American president make somebody who lynched thousands of black people a national hero? Yeah, well, we, he was called Robert Byrd. He was the leader of the Senate, and that's who swore Joe Biden in. Oh, that makes sense. But... All right, there you go. See, I knew we could come to a reason. Thank you, Art. <laughs> that was my favorite call of the night. Thank you very much. I had a lot of time. <laughs> it's the truth. It is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Joe Biden was sworn in as a senator back when he had his own hair, back when he could form a sentence and didn't need a depends by a Ku Klux Klan grand wizard poobah, whatever those redneck hillbilly bastards call themselves. And he was a Klansman. And that's the party that's looking out for black people and Latino people and all the rest of it. It's the party that turns you into the useful slaves you now are. Step and fetch Democrat vote. Even though you can't realize they built the ghetto prisons you now are subjected to. Is that the fastest show ever? Ever? Fastest show ever. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.